Hi, and thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to our latest National Governors Association School Leadership Podcast. I'm Seth Gerson, Program Director for K-12 Education in the Education Division of the National Governors Association. Today, we're excited to be joined by Dr. Jackie Wilson. Dr. Wilson has deep expertise on the intersection of state policy and school leadership. She is a former nationally recognized principal and is currently an assistant professor at the University of Delaware School of Education. Dr. Wilson is also director of the Delaware Academy for School Leadership and executive director of the National Policy Board for Educational Administration. We hope this podcast will provide you with a better understanding of the value of school leadership and strategies you can draw on for supporting the development and growth of principals and school leaders in your state. Please note that we recently recorded webinars spotlighting state models for school leadership with governor's education policy advisors and state education chiefs from Tennessee, Delaware, and Kentucky. You can find these webinars posted on the NGA website at www.nga.org. Please look out for our next series of school leadership podcasts. We expect to release five to seven more podcasts over the next few weeks. These podcasts are supported by and in partnership with the Wallace Foundation. The Wallace Foundation works to support principal and school leadership preparation, development, and support across the country. Their Wallace Knowledge Center has multiple resources, tools, and reports on state strategies for school leadership, including Wallace's new report showing how the building of principal pipelines by six school districts greatly impacted student achievement. You can find these resources at wallacefoundation.org or through a direct link on our NGA Education Division webpage. On to Dr. Wilson. Dr. Wilson, we're thrilled to have you with us. Thank you for sharing your expertise with Governor's Education Policy Advisors today. Over to you. Hey, thanks, Seth. Well, welcome. My name is Jackie Wilson, and I am the Executive Director of the National Policy Board for Educational Administration and the Director of the Delaware Academy for School Leadership a policy, research, and professional development center in the College of Human Development at the University of Delaware. I have worked in the PK-20 public education system for over 40 years, so as you can imagine, I have lots of opinions about public education and education policy. To provide some context before we get started, I think it is important to explain what the National Policy Board for Educational Administration is. NPBEA is a national alliance of major membership organizations committed to the advancement of school and school system leadership. Member organizations represent the educational administration profession and collaborate to improve the preparation and practice of educational leaders at all levels. Member organizations include the Council of Chief State School Officers, the International Council of Professors of Educational Leadership, the National Association of Elementary School Principals, the National Association of Secondary School Principals, the American Association for School Administrators, and the University Council for Educational Administration. Our mission is to lead standards-based and research-informed policy, preparation, and practice for school and school system leaders. NPBEA is the home of the Professional Standards for Education Leaders and the National Education Leadership Preparation Standards. These professional organizations represent the faculty engaged in the preparation of school leaders and the practitioners assistant principals, principal, superintendent, 
and state secretaries and commissioners who work in schools and districts every day. The title of this podcast is, Give Me a Great School and I Will Show You a Great Principal, Why Principal Pipelines Should Matter to Policy Leaders. I will start with a warning. I can talk about this topic for hours without pausing or catching my breath, but I promise to limit my comments to five big ideas and to keep the podcast under 30 minutes. I want to begin with the why. Why should state policy leaders advocate for school leadership and invest in the preparation and professional learning of principals? As co-chair and member of the committee that developed the professional standards for education leaders, I was able to work with researchers and practitioners who shared knowledge regarding the relationship between educational leadership and student learning. Students learn when educational leaders create a safe, caring, and supportive school learning environment, promote rigorous curriculum, provide research-informed instructional frameworks, and assessment systems. I would like to quote the introduction to the national standards, which can be downloaded from the National Policy Board website. The introduction states, this work requires educational leaders to build and strengthen a network of organizational supports, the professional capacity of teachers and staff, the professional community in which they learn and work, family and community engagement, and effective, efficient management and operation of the school. In all of their work, educational leaders are driven by the school's mission, vision, and core values. They are called on to act ethically and with professional integrity, and they promote equity and cultural responsiveness. Finally, educationally effective leaders believe their school can always be better. To realize their school's vision for student learning and to stay true to their school's core values, educational leaders subject every realm of their school to improvement, including themselves and their own work. They are tenacious change agents who are creative, inspirational, and willing to weather the potential risk uncertainties and political fallout to make their schools places where each student thrives. For more than a decade, the Wallace Foundation has supported efforts to improve leadership in public schools. In addition to funding projects in 28 states, numerous school districts within them, Wallace has issued more than 70 research reports and other publications covering school leadership on topics ranging from how principals are trained to how they are evaluated on the job. Through all this work, there have been some key learnings about the nature of the school principal's role and what makes for an effective principal, including how to tie principal effectiveness to improved student achievement. In the Wallace Foundation perspective, the school principal as leader guiding schools to better teaching and learning the findings point to five key practices effective principals do well. The practices include shaping a vision of academic success for all students, creating a climate hospitable to education, cultivating leadership in others, improving instruction, and managing people, data, and processes to foster school improvement. 
how do principals learn how to shape a vision of academic success of all students or to cultivate leadership in others? How do principals learn what data they need to use to inform their decision-making related to school improvement? How can we be confident that the principals we are asking to lead schools have the skills and knowledge they need to be successful in this important position? We can't leave this to chance. The work is too important and we're failing too many students. I said earlier that I was going to talk about five big ideas. I will go further and suggest that these big ideas should be policy consideration for states as they plan their education agenda. I do not make these recommendations lightly. I have spent over 40 years working in public education and yes, I know what you're thinking. I have been a principal. Currently, I work with school leaders across the country in my role at the National Policy Board for Educational Administration and as the director of a professional development policy and research center at the University of Delaware, where we coach and provide professional development to hundreds of principals and assistant principals. I have read the research, engaged in facilitated conversations with education leaders from states such as California, Maryland, Nebraska, Georgia, Florida, Missouri, Utah, New York and North Carolina, to just name a few. State and district education leaders know and understand that the best investment for improving schools is to put a well-prepared principal in a school. It is the principal who hires, supports, develops and retains the teachers in the school. It is the principal who allocates resources to students. It is the principal who establishes the expectations for teaching and for learning. We know from the Ken Leithwood and Karen Seashore Lewis seminal study that the greatest influence on student achievement is an effective teacher, but second to that is an effective principal. So let's talk about my top five policy recommendations. With the newly released RAND study, which provides a summary of findings from the Wallace Foundation on the Principal Pipeline Initiative, I am even more confident that my recommendations align to the findings in this report. The findings were conclusive that after three or more years, schools with newly placed principals in districts that had a principal pipeline program outperformed comparison schools with newly placed principals by six 0.22 percentile points in reading and 2.87 percentile points in math. This is outstanding results. The study also found that new principals who had participated in a principal pipeline learning experience and who were placed in schools were 5.8 percentage points more likely to remain in their school for at least two years and 7.8 percentage points more likely to remain in their schools for at least three years than newly placed principals in comparison schools. This is important because the impact of principal churnover, as I like to call it, constant churn and in and out of the door, can be costly to states, estimated at about $75,000 per principal. But more importantly, the revolving door of principals in and out of school impacts teacher performance and retention and student achievement, as well as the public confidence in public education. It is also important to note 
that the principal pipeline study found statistically significant positive effects on achievement in both elementary and middle schools and some evidence of positive effects for high schools. The effects on achievement were also positive and statistically significant for schools in the lowest quartile of the achievement distribution. What do state policy leaders need to do to ensure that all schools have principals who are prepared to lead and get these results? I am recommending the following top five big ideas for policy leaders to consider. Let's begin with big idea number one, standards. Professional standards have a direct influence on members of the profession by creating expectations and setting directions for the practice of educational leaders. They have indirect influence on educational leadership by helping to shape the actions and support provided to members of the profession by professional associations and the system of supporting institutions involved in educational leader preparation and development. They also have indirect influence on educational leadership by serving as a foundation for policy and regulations regarding the profession and its practice, including those related to educational leader preparation, certification, professional development, and evaluation. Moreover, standards shape public expectations for the profession, for policy, and for supporting institutions, which also affect practice. More specifically, the standards can be a guiding force to states and leadership preparation programs as they identify and develop the specific knowledge, skills, and dispositions and other characteristics required of educational leaders to achieve real student success in school. With consideration of variations necessitated by the local context, states can use the standards to ensure that policies and programs set consistent expectations for educational leaders over the course of their careers, from initial preparation, recruitment and hiring, to induction and mentoring, to evaluation and career-long professional learning. The standards can guide the operationalization of practice and outcomes for leadership development and evaluation. The high turnover rate of educational leaders nationwide points to the complexities, responsibilities, and relentless pressures of the job, and such turnover derails improvement efforts necessary for student learning. Whether they are first-year novices or veterans of the profession, educational leaders need ongoing support to succeed in a job that is dramatically changing. The nature and qualities of work articulated in the standards serve as a foundation for high-quality professional work. Some examples of states who have adopted or adapted professional standards include Arizona, Arkansas, Delaware, Maryland, New York, and New Jersey. Big idea number two, principal preparation. States have the authority to provide guidance and oversight of principal preparation programs. A number of recent reports have highlighted the important but often underused role states can play in improving principal preparation. Political scientist Paul Manna wrote in a recent report that state policymakers have options for action. 
Examples he cited was the work that has been done in Illinois and Kentucky, where both states have required programs to make changes, including developing closer collaborations with school districts, offering learning experiences that mirror the work of principals, and ensuring that candidates are paired with talented mentors. States can and should do more to foster higher quality principal preparations. In a recent American Institute for Research report, the author reported that states can contribute to the conditions for preparation program improvement through program accreditation, criteria program monitoring procedures, and minimum principal certification requirements. States have two particularly strong policy leaders, program approval and candidate licensure. For the former, states can consider increasing the frequency and depth of their program reviews and oversight, as well as require programs to have a certain elements in place, such as a strong admissions or district university partnerships. For the latter, states can consider more closely matching candidate licensure requirements to the principal's actual responsibilities to ensure that licensed principals have demonstrated competency in the skills needed to perform the job well. States such as Tennessee require the Department of Education to create processes to review the quality of principal preparation. In summary, states must ensure that content being taught in the principal preparation programs or aligned to the National Educational Leader Preparation Standards. The program should have a clinical experience that includes a partnership with a school district who provides a setting for the aspiring principal to work in schools at different levels with an effective mentoring principal while completing the program. Examples of other states where the redesign of principal preparation programs is taking place include Albany State in Georgia, the University of Connecticut, San Diego State in California, Virginia State, North Carolina State, and Florida Atlantic. Pipeline districts who participate in the Wallace Foundation initiative partnered with university preparation programs who met their rigorous standards for quality preparation. Districts such as Prince George's County in Maryland partnered with the University of Maryland, Johns Hopkins, and Howard University to prepare principals for their schools. Big idea number three, coaching support. I can't imagine Tiger Woods without a coach who guided him to the improvement we all watched during the Masters. Athletes have always been provided a coach to support them as they work toward self-improvement. When surveyed, principals reported that the most valued professional learning related to their professional growth as principals was an experienced trained leadership coach. States have the ability to develop state policy and funding to support assistant principals and principals during the induction phase of their careers. Districts who participated in the pipeline initiative as reported by RAN, developed innovative coaching models for assistant principals and principals. Examples of these coaching models were in districts such as Hillsborough County in Florida, Denver Public Schools in Colorado and Gwinnett County in Georgia. An example of a state that has a, has a state regulation requiring coaching and mentoring for new assistant principals and principals is Delaware. Big idea number four, performance evaluation systems. It is possible for states to require performance 
evaluation systems that provide the evidence of educator effectiveness while also providing a professional growth experience for the principal. Requiring a standards aligned performance evaluation system that is developmentally appropriate as a school leader progresses in the position is important. It is also essential that the supervisors of principals be trained and credentialed so that the performance evaluation system includes a review of student achievement data, goal setting, evidence collection, informative and summative feedback. In the principal pipeline initiative, districts worked within the parameters of state regulation to develop performance evaluation systems that provided the principals with meaningful feedback and professional growth opportunities. This often included a process for identifying and training principal supervisors who had the time and expertise to visit their schools, provide coaching, and to review progress on goals. State policy leaders have the opportunity to create regulations to improve the requirements for statewide evaluation systems that provide flexibility and adaptability by districts as needed. Examples where this occurred in the pipeline initiative districts include Gwinnett County Public Schools in Georgia, Prince George's and Prince George's County Public Schools in Maryland. Several states that are making good progress on implementing performance evaluation systems include the Kentucky Department of Education, who is developing a state framework for the Kentucky Professional Growth and Effectiveness System for principals that districts can choose to implement. The framework is grounded in the adopted principal performance standards and will include opportunities for supervisors to work with each principal on an annual professional growth plan through both site visits and formal reviews. Also, the Delaware Department of Education provides guiding documents and training for evaluating principals under its statewide Delaware performance appraisal system. Prior to performing an evaluation, principal supervisors must complete foundational training in the system and pass a credentialing assessment. Most recently, Delaware redesigned and aligned the performance evalu evaluation rubric to the professional standards for educational leadership. Big idea number five, professional development. A recent report from the American Institute for Research titled Professional Development, New Opportunities for State Focus, reported that states fail to support school principals with quality on the job professional development and that they're missing an opportunity. The report explained that this professional development was not about instituting a once a year training or over the summer training. Rather, the report stated that state policy leaders should realize the potential impact of school leadership on teaching and learning since the evidence points to investing in opportunities for principals continuous training and development. For example, in Cambridge, Massachusetts and South Lane, Oregon, principals have regularly engaged in instructional rounds, much like doctors do with their medical rounds, in which school leaders identify a problem of practice specific to student learning and then participate in principal professional development to improve their knowledge in this area of school improvement. They are working with a network of administrators and educators across the district to determine the root causes of the problem through observation, analysis, and dialogue. The network meets regularly to debrief and discuss strategies and next steps 
and to refine each principal's own thinking and practice. A similar process is taking place in Yonkers Public Schools in New York. In Long Beach Unified School District in California, the district has developed a leadership development process that begins with professional development for teacher leaders and continues throughout the various roles, such as assistant principals, principals, and principal supervisors. The focus of leadership development throughout the educator's professional career has created a strong pipeline of leaders ready to lead Long Beach schools. The Tennessee Department of Education offers high quality professional learning opportunities to principals through its academy for school leaders and requires administrators to obtain credits each year. The state also plans to increase development opportunities for rural school leaders by creating a professional network for principals in selected rural schools to attend training programs. To increase the number of effective leaders in high need schools, the Utah legislature created the school leadership development program. This training is aligned with the Utah educational leadership standards and includes skills building in data-driven decision-making, evidence-based practices, and other school improvement strategies. Setting up coordinated, high-quality, individualized professional learning requires local and state support in the form of policies, structures, funding, and high-quality, transparent information on effective principal professional development design. Professional development has largely been considered a district and school level endeavor. However, that has often resulted in poor quality professional development for principals, according to Courtney Rowland, researcher and policy expert from AIR. Paul Manna, professor at William & Mary, suggests that states would be wise to study their current priorities and better allocate resources, information, and models to give principals more access to high quality professional development. In summary, there are five things that state policy leaders can do to improve schools related to the development and support of the principals who lead the work of school improvement. The big five include adoption or adaption, adaptation of the professional standards for educational leaders. Number two, redesign of principal preparation programs and program approval criteria. Number three, coaching and mentoring programs for novice principals and APs. Number four, effective performance evaluation systems. And five, standards align professional development. As we learn from the work that was done in the six principal pipeline initiative districts, this is an affordable investment for states. The districts who develop principal pipelines spend about $42 per student per year on pipeline activities during the initiative. The investment in standards, pre-service programs, coaching and mentoring programs, performance evaluation systems, and professional development will also drive changes in how districts implement, implement selective hiring and placement of principals which will result in highly effective principals being placed in schools that need them the most. I encourage state policy leaders to consider these five big ideas as you work with legislators and practitioners in your state on education policy 
it is time to recognize that an investment in principals is a cost-effective strategy which can reduce principal and teacher turnover and increase student achievement in math and reading. We have the evidence. Now we need to do the work of making principal pipelines a policy agenda. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I hope that the information I have shared with you will be helpful as you work in your state on the education policy agenda. This is Jackie Wilson, Executive Director of the National Policy Board for Educational Administration. Thank you for listening. Thanks again, Jackie, for your informative and insightful podcast. Listeners, please look out for our next series of podcasts and visit our NGA Education Division webpage for this recording. Thank you all for listening.